thanks for checking out this episode of the Jambase Podcast. I'm Andy Kahn, and Jambase is a partner of Osiris Media, the podcast network for music. On this episode, we welcome back MC Taylor of His Golden Messenger, who appeared on the podcast last fall. His Golden Messenger has an excellent new album, Quietly Blowing It, that's out now on Merge Records. We'll get to that interview soon, but first, let's look at some of the recent news from the world of live music. Unfortunately, the rise in COVID-19 cases due to the Delta variant is having an impact on live music. Many bands and musicians are taking measures to implement COVID-19 protocols for their concerts, with proof of vaccination or a recent negative test being required for entry. Singer-songwriter Jason Isbell was among the first artists to implement a vaccination or negative test requirement for all of his upcoming concerts, both indoors and outdoors. Isbell stayed true to his word that he would cancel or move a show if a venue would not comply, pulling out of an upcoming gig at Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion in Houston and moving another one in Fort Worth, Texas. Bonnaroo and other festivals are also implementing similar COVID-19 protocols, and a number of venues in Nashville and Washington, D.C. came together to jointly issue restrictions on admittance. Other musicians are flat-out canceling or postponing concerts due to concerns over the COVID-19 Delta variant. Legendary Fleetwood Mac vocalist Stevie Nicks announced she will not appear at her five planned festival performances. And Joe Russo's Almost Dead postponed indoor shows in Milwaukee and Madison and implemented vaccination or negative test requirements for their upcoming concerts. MC Taylor told me he's working to implement similar protocols for his upcoming tour in support of quietly blowing it. We also talked about writing and recording the album last year, right at the onset of the pandemic. Taylor also told me that, just like when we spoke last October, he already has another His Golden Messenger album ready and coming out soon. Taylor talked about recruiting the legendary Buddy Miller, as well as Taylor and Griffin Goldsmith of Dawes, and saxophonist Stuart Bogey to be among the contributors to quietly blowing it. We also discussed recent experiences playing live in public again, including covering the Grateful Dead's Bertha with Aoife O'Donovan at Newport Folk Festival. Be sure to listen to the new His Golden Messenger album, Quietly Blowing It, wherever you get your music. And let's listen to a bit of the single Harley Town to lead us into my interview with MC Taylor right now. I'm here with MC Taylor, who's returned to the Jam Bass Podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about your new record, Quietly Blowing It, the new His Golden Messenger record. Quietly yeah. blowing it. That that's been out now for a few weeks on Merge Records. It's a great album. I've been listening to it a lot this summer. It uh, it really fits with the summer vibe, man. I, 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 it's been a nice. <laughs> what is soundtrack. what is the what is the summer vibe these days? Is it? Yeah, right. It's, I mean, it like feels like a, <laughs> it feels like kind of like hang loose um, under a cloud of chaos and tragedy. <laughs> yeah, a lot of time spent on the back porch. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, you know, before we talk about the record, I want to I want to ask you. Um, you you were just played a couple shows, right? You played yeah. in in Colorado. Um, yeah, it was the it was your first full band show in front of a full crowd. Um, well, uh, is I, that I, right? No, yeah, there's 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 like such a spectrum of how we're re-entering. So we played um, our first indoors show 
That's uh, what it was. Okay, as gotcha. A, as a band, and and we played. I played. A, we played a festival maybe a month ago that was okay. um, that was full band. That was outside, and we played another outdoor festival this past weekend in Colorado, and one indoor show. Um, yeah. So, and you had some COVID protocols in place for the the show at the Belly Up in Aspen, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, the Belly Up. Um, is uh that was that was the belly ups protocol which i'm okay. totally i'm totally in support of um you know if you're coming to see his golden messenger you got to be vaccinated and that's just the way it is thankfully the belly up um had already taken the initiative of being super clear with their mm-hmm. with their crowds about what they required and um you know, the people were, were super, super down with it. They were, they were fine with it. Um, yeah. the place, place was packed and it felt great. And, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of peace of mind, I think for everybody understanding that if you were in that room, it was because you were, uh, you had been vaccinated or had been, had t- tested negative for COVID in the past 48, 48 hours. Yeah. It, it seems like that, um, is starting to become quite a trend. Um, over the past few days, we've seen people like Jason Isbell and yeah. and lots of other venues coming together and stuff. Um, yeah. So you see that as being something that you're going to implement too? Absolutely. Yeah. There's no question. Um, and, and I think I think um, artists will be be more and more vocal about it in the coming uh, um, in the coming weeks and months. And I, and I think that venues will be too. Um, so you, you have shows coming up. Um, are you, can you kind of shed some light on what goes on behind the scenes to get the, what, what the discussions are like? What are you, are you actively making sure that you're going to be able to, to play places that are going to, 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 uh, follow the, the protocols? Uh, I mean, it's, it's uh, <laughs> you. You really want to get into the weeds here? A little bit, um, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's happening so much with so many people. I think it's be interesting because it's it's literally happening sure. right now. You know, yeah, it's yeah. it's it, it's what Jambase is covering almost yeah. exclusively. Sure. So um, we are basically in touch with all the venues that we're playing, mm-hmm. asking them whether they are requiring vaccination. That's, that's the first step. Okay. Um, so we are, uh, um, sort of ascertaining what, whether, whether the venues are even in that, in that realm. I have a, I have a solo, a solo tour coming up and up in September. And these Mm -hmm. are a lot of, these are a lot of rooms that are on the smaller side. Right. Um, and, and might, might not have the apparatus in place to actually um, just deal with vaccination requirement. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, we're telling them that, um, or we're asking them to uh, require that and telling them that there is a chance that um, I'll, I'll have to cancel the show if they're not requiring it. And right. so right now there is one venue that I, I won't name because maybe they'll change course on it. Um, sure. There is one venue that, as of now, isn't isn't prepared to require vaccination. So I literally just got off the phone like five minutes before you and I started talking with my management about uh, basically how we cancel that show. Um, 
I don't want, I don't want to cancel it. I would prefer well, not to. Of course to. not. Yeah, sure. Um, but I think that it is important at this moment in time, we're at such a, such an inflection point that I think artists, uh, again, I, I would prefer not to be doing this, but it's where we're at. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I think now at this point, it's important. Like, I think it's important for artists to, to, to demonstrate that, um, if they're on the side of vaccination, yeah. if there, if there is any tension with the venue about requiring vaccination, then, then they need to make, make an example by canceling the show. Right. I mean, right. I mean, not everybody has that luxury, I suppose. I'm just in a position where I can say like, if they're not going to require it, we're going to have to cancel. It's not because it's not because we dislike you. I realize that mm-hmm. it's incredibly complicated, but um, it's just the way it's going to have to be. Not only for my safety in that moment, but also to show people vaccination is important. It's important enough that I'll have to cancel a show if it's not happening. Right. And, and that it's not worth putting your crew in, in jeopardy right. or the people that work at the venues as, as well. Too. Or the people in the crowds. That's really that, like, yeah, of, of course, that's, of course. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, for sure, that's for sure. my, that's my biggest, that's my biggest thing is not like, um, you know, I'm vaccinated, my crew and my whole band, everybody's vaccinated. We'll cross our fingers that we don't catch COVID. If we do, we'll cross our fingers that, that it doesn't, it doesn't kill us. Right. Right. But I'm more thinking about strangers that are coming to these shows that I've never met before, um, getting sick because they came to a His Golden Messenger show. Like, I don't know if I don't want that on my conscience, if I can, if I can help it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's Um, not part of rock and roll, (laughs) you know? It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I just don't want it to be. And that's my biggest thing is like, I'm not canceling, you know, if I cancel a show, it's not because like, I, I, I feel necessarily unsafe. It's because man, I don't want some, some person that loves his golden messenger to come to a show of mine and get sick, you know? No, I hear you. Yeah. That, that shouldn't be the result. You should be, you should be walking out, uh, taking with you something else besides, uh, <laughs> besides <deadly> COVID. Virus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. F- me- memories, pro- you know, um, uh, so, so how was it playing the shows? Were you playing songs from quietly blowing it? Oh yeah. It was great. I mean, it felt yeah. so good. It was like, a. you know, it was a, it was a feeling that I haven't had for a really long time. It was, it felt great. And I think that, you know, the band was, the band was so excited and the crowds were excited. It felt good, man. It felt like something that had been missing from my life for a long time. That's awesome. Who's, who's playing with you these days? It's me, Chris Berner playing guitar. Alex Bingham plays, um, bass, uh, Matt McCon plays drums and a keyboardist named Sam Frybush. Um, so more than half the band are, are, uh, basically everyone except for Sam, um, are people that I've been playing with for, for Long years. Time. And yeah. a lot of, a lot of, a lot of his golden messenger fans re- will recognize most of the, most of these folks. And, uh, I think I recognize those names from being on the album, right? Yeah. Oh Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they're yeah. all on the record. Uh, yeah, so, exactly. 
so let's talk let's let's talk a little bit about the record uh quietly blowing it um i'm curious when did you start writing the songs that were on the album because last time we talked it's funny you like very casually said yeah earlier this year i like wrote a bunch of songs and recorded a new his album and i was like wow and then we just kept on talking um, yeah so apparently this had already been done by the last time we talked which was last october um uh, so, so uh-huh. again like so so again when, when did you t- tell me t- go back and, and, and like when did the genesis of this record start yeah yeah this record definitely would have been done by the time we talked um that's wild yeah I started writing this um, record in March of 2020, uh, okay. like right when things kind of shut down. Um, uh-huh. And I, I wrote. Was like, it in response to being shut down, or had you kind of already had gotten the wheels going? When I mean, it was it was in response to having a bunch of uninterrupted uninterrupted time. Gotcha. I, I don't know. I, I wasn't, you know, at that time, it did not feel like I was writing about, you know, whatever we've been experiencing. I was writing about, about my life over the past few years, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of what was happening outside the window, I'm sure couldn't help but creep into, to the songs, but that like, wasn't, that wasn't where my head was at really. Um, so I wrote probably, you know, I was, I was in this room where, where I'm talking to you right now, writing, um, every day for probably from March to like July. And then, uh, it felt like I had enough songs to make a cool record. And so we went into the studio in August, maybe of 2020, like a year, a little more than a year ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, recorded this, the record in maybe a week, less than a week. Um, okay. Wow. And, uh, yeah, that was it. I mean, it was, uh, besides the, the sort of complicated logistical complications of getting everybody tested, because at that time we were like, still in the thick of it there was no yeah. uh there was no vaccine yeah um and so you know we were all getting tested and t- needing to make sure that our test results felt current you know so that mm-hmm. but anyway we we went in and made the record together nobody got sick or anything it was fine um uh so that was it. I don't know. Well, it was it was pretty easy to make. When when you said you were writing every day, do you yeah. approach it kind of like a, a is there a job sort of a, a job aspect, a workman aspect to it? Are you, you know, clocking regular office hours, so to speak? <laughs> I mean, it's um, yeah, it's, it's kind of. I think when I'm in the in the middle of of writing a new record, that does require me to be around my instruments consistently with regularity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I find myself in the midst of a day in which I'm feeling uninspired, it's fairly certain that nothing usable is going to come from that day. Um, Uh and, and it can be hard to understand that time as, 
having any value. It's more just like, oh, what am I doing? I'm not like, not, I, I, I already know that nothing's going to come out of this day. Is it accepting that that's part of the process? Yeah, I think that's part of the process. Certainly when yeah. I'm writing or working on a new batch of songs, you know, um, yeah, I, sometimes I'll go for a week or two without touching a guitar. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. like sometimes part of my process is like I'm just listening to music or yeah. reading books. Um, I'm not really like the kind of person that's like, you got to you got to write something every single day. Um, okay. You know, I don't I don't know that you can force yourself to write something good. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't been able to. I've tried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried like a bunch of times. Um, but, you know, like, nevertheless, I've been fairly productive in my music career, quote unquote. I've made a, sure. I've written a lot of songs. Um, so um, I, I think part of my process now is more like throwing myself curveballs, actually, like making coming up with new ways to, to develop sounds that might be interesting to me. What's an example of that? Um, so I made a record, uh, I might've mentioned it when we were talking, I made a record that is, um, not a hiss record that will come out next spring under the name of revelators. And is this based- with the, it was space bomb and, and Dave schools. Uh, yeah, Dave didn't yeah. end up being, did, Dave didn't end up being on it. Although he oh, was, okay. right. he was a, he was a cheerleader of, of spiritual the whole thing. Advisor. He was a spiritual <laughs> advisor. Yeah, exactly. Dave was a spiritual advisor. Um, I was definitely going to ask you about this. So, so it's, yeah. it's, it's still yeah. coming. Yeah. yeah. Oh okay. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, it's such a cool record, man. And, and that really came from this idea of wanting to work with sound in different ways and incorporate um, you know, different influences that might not show up on his records in the way they do on mm-hmm. the, on the revelator stuff. So there's no singing for one thing. Um, okay. it's all instrumental. It goes from like super cacophonous sort of like free jazz to super ambient, um, with like orchestra pads and, oh, wow. uh, I don't know. It's hard to describe. And I think that some people will hear that record and be like, oh, yeah, I, I totally like can hear how this is coming from the guy from His Golden Messenger. And I think maybe other people will hear it and be like, I don't I don't get this and I don't like this. <laughs> and that's <laughs> well, that's, that's good. And that's yeah. totally that's totally fine. I, I don't I don't care. <laughs> um, so when you were in the studio, do you come out of that process with fairly fully developed demos um in this studio you, here that i'm sitting in right now yeah like when you're when you come out of that songwriting process is it beyond just a, a sort of a song as an idea or are you actually kind of tracking it out and and fully developing kind of what would be what we're what we're eventually going to hear on the album right for quietly blowing it i mean it it kind of there i think my my demos if you want to call them demos um mm-hmm kind of exist on a spectrum from like, from like guitar and voice, just like a voice memo 
to um, for quietly blowing it. Like uh, there is a version of the record. Maybe people will hear it someday. Um, that that is me playing everything. Like so, there's a version of of me playing all the drums, all the bass parts, all the keyboard uh-huh. parts. Um, and I kind of used that as a map for the band. So like I gave everyone those versions of the songs and said, like, you hear what I'm trying to do. Um, now just do it better. Uh, you know, like uh-huh. Matt McCon, <laughs> I could play drums every, <laughs> I could play drums every single day of my life for the rest of my life and never be as good as Matt McCon is. Right. So no doubt. Yeah. Um, and the same goes for, you know, Devon Harris is is the person that played all the keys on Quietly Blowing It. And like he's just like he's on another he's in an absolutely different dimension. And and so like everybody heard what I was doing and was like, got it. OK, like this is how this should sound. And um, and everybody was cool with taking direction like that. You know, everybody was super, super gracious and easy about it. I just was like, just look what I'm doing and you'll hear what I was trying to do. <laughs> you know, was that the extent of the instructions? Just, just do, was it really trying to let them bring what, you know, their own sort of artistic value to the, to, to the record or to the track? Yeah. Um, and also I think that, you know, I've made so many records that the people that are playing on my records kind of understand what my musical language is. And so Mm -hmm. they understand what the boundaries are. They understand where it's cool to push against them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they understand, you know, that there's certain things that I'm going to be like, nah, I'm not really feeling that. And, and, um, you know, and there's certain things on the, on my versions of the songs that I recorded in here that are clearly parts that I want to hear on the finished record. Like uh-huh. a lot, a lot of, a lot of melodic lines, like a lot of second, second line melodic lines. So not like the vocal melody, but there are other little interlocking parts that all always happen on his records. And, mm-hmm. and those exist on the demos of the, of the songs for quietly blowing it. And, you know, the, the people that played on, on the record were like, okay, I hear that that's a part that you want played. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We just kind of play it through a few times and see what sounds cool. And did did you, so there was like the main recording session that took place over a week in, in Durham. Then did, did the guests, were there other guests that did uh, remote recording is that how yeah. some of the other guys added to it so that's like how Stuart Bogey a- yeah. added his 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 horn parts yeah yeah so Bo- like all the horns were added remotely um Taylor and Griff Goldsmith of Dawes and Zach Williams um and Buddy Miller those guys all added their parts remotely and honestly yeah, but- I I would have done that we would have done that remotely even had we not been in the middle of a pandemic because the every, all of those people live far from me and Mm -hmm. they know how to record themselves in high fidelity. It just was easier. And if anything, I've probably gotten better at it over the past year. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, (laughs) totally. It was, it was great. Uh, So, so, and how did Buddy Miller, how did that 
collaboration come about? That's that, he's, he's amazing, obviously. Oh man. He's the master. Um, buddy is someone that I met, um, when we were both doing a thing in LA, we were both working on something in LA and, um, I just went up to him and was like, man, <laughs> I'm a huge fan. And, uh, yeah. my, like my buddy Miller record for me is that, um, uh, Robert Plant band of joy record. I don't know if you've oh, heard that yeah. one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, buddy has played some legendary parts on so mm-hmm. many records. Um, mm-hmm. but there is something about that Robert Plant record uh, that is like the guitar playing is so profoundly cool. And mm-hmm. I was just like, um, man, I, I just got to tell you that, that, that record, that the guitar tones on that, like really changed the way that I think about, about guitar. And he was like, Oh, Oh wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and then later, like <laughs> as he was, so that record, that Band of Joy record starts out with a tune called Angel Dance that has like the most badass tremolo guitar part. Like it's so, it's so deep. Sure. Right. And so like I got some stuff back from him because he's played on a couple things for me now. Some of, of it's not out yet, but uh, oh, okay. Um, Cause just like last, like we talked last time, there's another Hiss record that's coming out that people don't, people haven't heard yet. So Amazing. anyway, anyway, buddy sent me this part and I was like, man, this part is so cool. Like, uh, you gotta, you, you had to have like felt that it was great. And he was like, Oh, I don't know. Like I never, I can never tell if it's good or not. I just kind of do it. And I was like, yeah, but like, didn't it feel great when you played that like angel dance guitar part on that Band of Joy record? He was like, actually, yeah, that felt pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's so cool. Um, yeah. So. He, he sounds he sounds great on the record. So then you were you're the sole credited as the sole producer on this album. Yeah. Um, when in the past it's, you, you've worked with Brad cook and, and Scott Hirsch, others. Um, was, was that a conscious decision to, to go it alone this time? I, I've never been a person that really needs a producer. Um, right. like, you know, if someone gets a production credit with me, it's because they happen to, it, it's because I feel like it's fun to sort of sit in the, director's chair with them. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, I've always had a super heavy hand in the production of it. I've never felt like producing was really a thing. It's just kind of like, yeah, I Mm -hmm. mean, um, I know how my records are supposed to sound like, uh, it was so making this record 
there was never a moment where I was wondering whether I should find a producer. I was just like, I know how this music is supposed to sound. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not against like finding, you know, working with someone that has like a, a really cool vision for, for what this music could sound like. But, you know, for quietly blowing it, it never crossed my mind to try and find someone else. I've made so many records that, I just knew how I wanted this one to sound. It would have actually cluttered it up, I think, to have other opinions. I, I have very strong opinions about <laughs> about how how certain stuff should sound. Um, and I don't know. We just kind of went in and did it. It didn't seem like a thing, really. <laughs> yeah. It, so it wasn't it wasn't particularly planned. It just sort of ha no. happened naturally. No. Yeah. It never. It never. It was never a conversation with anybody or I just kind of went in and did it. And, and so did you, as you were recording the songs, did you have the guests in mind? Like, did you know the horns were going to play on this song or Josh Kaufman um, was going to play mandolin on this song or whatever? Yeah. Uh, you know, I usually know when I'm going to have horns. That's one okay. thing that like, that's one thing that in my head, I always kind of know ahead of time because mm -hmm. horns occupy such a specific place sonically um, right. that 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 the addition of them can really um, can really alter the way a tune sounds. So yeah. I kind of try and keep that in mind beforehand as I'm writing like, OK, I, I know that I want horns on this tune, so. I, I need to leave a specific type of space. Um, but then some of the other ones, I think like the idea of adding certain elements comes after because I'm hearing what we did and like, man, you know, it'd be awesome. It's like having Buddy Miller playing with Chris on this section. Like that would be really mm -hmm. cool. Um, so is and that then, also how like the Dawes guys get brought in? It's just, uh, yeah. it'd be cool to hear them singing on this. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. working on that song Sanctuary, which is a tune that Zach and Griff and Taylor sang on, like that song was done. And I was like, man, I want to hear like some other other voice, some other male voices on this chorus. Like uh -huh. who would who would that be? And then, you know, just text those guys and say, hey, I'm going to send you an MP3 of this. Could you record some harmonies? Um, and yeah, it's pretty. That's all. Pretty easy. And you guys just did that live at uh, 
Newport's folk on, right? Uh, Sanctuary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We did. Yeah. We, we sang, yeah. we sang that song together. Yeah. Uh, me and Griff and Taylor. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about that set, um, because you also had Ifo Donovan sit in on yeah. Bertha. Yeah. The, the Grateful <laughs> Dead cover. Um, yeah. And did I hear that, that that might be part of a project or something that's coming up? Um, I think that, I think that like somehow was a game of telephone that I don't know where that came from. It hasn't been, it hasn't been recorded, but, uh, I I would love to record. I love that song. It's like the easiest Grateful Dead song to play. Their, their songs are, are like, their songs are legendarily impossible when you sit down to actually figure out the chords and the melodies. It's like, whoa, whoa, you guys are really weird. (laughs) Yeah, that's what they, uh, uh, the the good old Grateful Dead cast uh, with Jesse Jarno's um, been breaking down their songs, and that's yeah. basically what they say about all of them. It's like, and then yeah. there's this weird chord that's yeah. not in the same key. Yeah, <laughs> like, I love I, that that yeah. podcast is so good. It's so good. It's it's great. Yeah, um, we love what they're doing over there. Um, I, I wanted to ask you also about um, the videos that you've made for for four of the songs on Quietly Blowing It. Sanctuary is one of them. Um, Hardly Town is like a nod to Bob Dylan's Some Trading Homesick Blues. Um, if It Comes in the Morning is that single shot with um, Mike Wiley uh, yeah. singing the songs. Um, first of all, those, uh, and then, so Sanctuary, Harley Town, and If It Comes in the Morning, those are all directed by Kid Ethnic. Um, yeah. What's your, what's your involvement with the videos and, and what's sort of your, uh, relationship with, with the director? Um, the director is somebody that, um, his name is Salim. He lives in Durham, which is where I live. And mm-hmm. he is someone that I was connected with through Merge Records. Um, oh, okay. You know, our, our, um, we had to be working pretty close to home. Like it, at the time that we were conceiving of the, of the videos and stuff, we just, we couldn't, we had to keep everything small. Um, Mm -hmm. and Salim and his crew, um, there's a guy named John Law and a guy named Ish. So it was like a three person crew and, and they're so they're so good and easygoing and um you know a lot a, a lot of the concepts um certainly the concept for sanctuary and and if it comes in the morning um were mine like i just you know for mm-hmm. sanctuary i just said i feel like i want to see kids singing singing this song mm-hmm. um so then we came up with the location and how and where and um and with uh, if it comes in the morning, um, again, I knew that I wanted someone that wasn't me to be to be singing the song, right? And I wanted it to be someone that didn't look like me, and I wanted it to be somebody that could hold the gaze of the camera for as long as the song um, went on without looking without looking weird. Like I I can't. I can't look at it. I can't sing into a camera and not get like crazy eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. Um, sure. 
And Mike Wiley is someone that I've worked with for well over 10 years. He's, he's uh, a dear friend and an inspirational dude. He's an actor and he just has the skills, you know what I mean? Like yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he, he just, yeah. he totally has the skills to do it. So like the second that I was like, I need someone to, um, I need somebody that can hold the gaze of the camera. Who do I know that can do that for four minutes? And immediately I was like, Mike can do it. Mike Wiley can do it. If it comes in the morning, will I be thankful? If it comes in the morning, will I be grateful? If it comes in the morning, Lord, am I crying? I'm ready to try. If it comes. And then there's also the video for Glory Strom's Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner. And that's more of like, that's a different director. Uh, yeah. So that is done, that's done by Vikash Kapoor. And, and that's more of like a short film. That's a, it's, it's really different than the other one stylistically. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a different director. Um, but did you have much of a, a of a contri- con- contributing role to to that kind of the 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 production of that? I should say, I guess. Not really. Um, yeah. I just Vikesh lives in L.A. He's someone that I've known for many years as well, and I, um, yeah, I'm from California, and yeah. um. Until last year, even though I live on the East Coast, I found myself in California, you know, like six times a year. Um, <laughs> my family still lives there. And so I was able to I've always been able to get my California fix um, until this past year. And I found myself just like longing, pining for California in a way that I hadn't experienced before. Um just that sense of place I was really missing the way that the way that the light feels. Um, Mm -hmm. So I wrote to Vikesh and said, Hey man, um, you're in LA. Like, could I get you to make a a video for this song of mine um, in which the, the light, the, the like California light feels like it, it plays a, it plays an important role. And he was like, yeah. yeah. So he and this um, filmmaker named Maddie De La Rosa went and shot it. They shot it on actual film stock, which is why it looks feels yeah. so so like saturated. Yeah, retro. I mean, now <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so they did that completely on their own. Like Vikesh sort of wrote up the the narrative and storyboarded the whole thing, and I would I just was like I was a spectator. You know, That's I didn't well, know. I didn't know. I didn't know what I was going to see until they sent me the first cut of it. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. But that's and awesome. Then, I love, I loved that. So then when they sent you the first cut, did, did you have a lot of notes? Or, or no, I just was like, this, just is, like this, this is, this is cool. awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just was like, this is awesome. Just, I don't know, tighten it up in whatever way you feel like it needs. Uh, um, you know, it was a good exercise and, uh, sort of letting go for me. I, I have like, I'm often in touch with so many different parts of my musical life. I'm sort mm-hmm. of con- 
controlling, you know what I mean? Sure, um, sure. Part of that just comes from like being the guy, you know, like yeah. the the Hiskel messenger guy. Like I just, mm-hmm. I have to make sure that it all comes out the, in a way that feels sort of consonant with what I think of as like the his golden messenger thing. So it has to be authentic. It has to feel, it has to feel genuine and real. And like, but I think that any like sort of challenge to that is good. So it was good for like Vikas just to take this and just run with it. And me not have any idea, um, what was gonna, what was gonna come out on the other end. It was like a good, good practice and like, trusting someone (laughs) yeah and it worked (laughs) it worked out uh we can get i can let you get going here in a second i want to ask though before you go um first of all congratulations on the grammy nomination Um, since since last time we talked uh you were nominated for best americana album for terms of surrender um what was that experience like for you it was it was cool i mean uh i was honored to be nominated. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was a a strange year to have been nominated, but, um, I was honored. I mean, you know, I think musicians have all kinds of different feelings about the Grammys and what they mean. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot of the people that vote in the Grammys and, uh, they're most of them are my peers, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, what, whatever is going on with the like super pop pop Grammys, you know, um, I, I don't, I don't know about that stuff, but, um, for myself, like it was a huge honor to be nominated and see, um, his golden messenger among so many other artists that I, I, consider so inspirational you know definitely um i I talked to eric johnson of of bonnie light horseman about it he he sat for the he was going to do the the speech had they won and he said he like watched the virtual thing and it was in a virtual waiting room did you have that experience too yeah yeah so so that was part of the the odd year right yeah it had just made the whole experience all the more peculiar yeah Yeah. (laughs) right and and did you have a, a speech ready I, 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 I kind of had a loose speech ready. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't want to get caught. You don't want to get caught winning <laughs> yeah, a Grammy with tight. no, with <laughs> no speech. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Well, um, I think, I think we've covered everything. Uh, is the, so we've got a new Hiss record already recorded, huh? Yeah. It's coming out soon. Soon. Yeah. All it'll right. be out. It'll be out. Uh, <laughs> it'll be out at the end of, October, but I won't say anything else about it. Okay. Well, I was just, I was going to say last time you mentioned you had a new record and I let it go. And so now I'm going to, now I want to get all the details I can. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really reveal too much about it. I can tell you that when it gets announced, your first inclination is to go, really? Huh? All right. And then when you hear it, I hope you'll be like, damn, this is sick. <laughs> well, I'm very, very excited about that now. That has me, uh, that has piqued my interest. Definitely, cool. man. Sweet. Well, thanks again. I appreciate you uh, chatting with me, man. Um, hopefully, yeah. as I said last time, um, hopefully maybe we'll get to see each other in person. And, and do that this, would be and nice, do wouldn't it? Know that there's good in Why it such a hard time? 
This episode of the Jam Bass Podcast. Thanks again to all of you out there for listening. Thanks also to MC Taylor for again joining us on the podcast. Be sure to check out the new His Golden Messenger album, Quietly Blowing It, wherever you find good music. Thanks to Jake Alexander, as always, for helping produce the episode. We'll be back soon, so in the meantime, stay safe out there. Go see live music. <laughs>